the reason that I wrote the book was I wanted to normalize what it's like to be in service, be on the service path, uh, wanting to be a coach who makes a difference in other people's lives, continuing to learn and grow myself so that who I'm being can make the kind of impact that I wanted to make with other people and just share the ups and downs of this journey about serving and creating income. Like how, how is that done? Cause it seems like it's one or the other, right? It's either yeah. fill the funnel, close the deal, what's your conversion rate, or it's serve, it's altruistic, it's whatever anybody needs, it's overgiving, it's depleting yourself. I love so the quote, uh, like give, 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 and eventually give up. That's like pointing this, what you're saying, totally. That's it, that's it, yeah. That's a colleague of mine and um, he, he's, he's exactly right. You know, services give, 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 and then you give up you're just it's it, it's not creating what you imagined it would just over giving so beautiful another coach yourself episode is happening and i'm so so grateful i've already had like two few minutes with this awesome awesome um coach melissa ford she's the author of a living service a must read must have book for all coaches and i guess it's also um a really cool book for clients too I, I really love that she's here today and I'm not going to do the introduction huge because um, you will listen to her and it's just going to be awesome. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. As everyone can tell just by listening, I'm so excited and I'm so glad to have you. Um, yeah, maybe you just uh, tell us how you feel today and like, I don't know, but this is a special time right now. And I'm also really curious um, how, yeah, how you feel right now in this um, day at this time and yeah. Yeah, well, Hannah, I'm excited to be here too. And when I got your email um, asking what I'd like to be on your podcast, my first thought was, well, of course, because this is somebody who um, serves, this is somebody who is running a business, who is, um, wanting to wanting her business to create income so that she can take care of herself and her family and she wants to do it by serving people so i'm like of course i want to be on this call so i'm happy to be here my husband this morning said well so you're doing this podcast like um like why and i said because anytime i get to talk to another person about service and business business building i'm i'm in i'm gonna do it so I'm looking forward to this and also just just sharing ideas with you and hearing your ideas. Mm, I so much love that. Uh, the, the people who watch this on IGTV or YouTube, they can see me smile over my face. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I said before, and I want to say it again for the audience, um, when, I have, uh, when I read your book, um, It was such a release to me. Like I always was, um, it was hard for me to try to, like there was this moment in my business. Um, I already talked about this in another episode where I thought now I have to be professional. Now I have to not like to do it differently, to have a proper process uh, around getting a client and Uh, not like doing two, three, four calls and not getting paid for it. And that was the moment 
um, I like the universe just started to tell me, okay, we close the doors for now. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? Um, and I'm so lucky that I just listened because this book was not in my life uh, in this moment. Um, and I just listened to my heart. And that was the time where I committed to a hundred percent to listen to my intuition. And this is the game, game changer of my life. Um, and still, sometimes it's like, is it really right to do it just by your heart? Um, and of course, there, there is a time you ask your client, you want to do this. But mm -hmm. until then, you're not going with the thought getting this person as a client. It's so much about this pure excitement you you have if you're a coach like me and Melissa I can tell you are like serving by excitement because you really get like chills and you really want to know more about this person it's so much it's so easy and so flowing and so when it comes to but how to you know like be a breadwinner in my case of my family and make sure that you can pay the rent and all that stuff and then this thought comes in I need to get this person and so your book just proved to me that listen to my intuition is such an awesome thing to do because it comes from such a pure place of love. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, um, that intuition and that inner place of love and curiosity that's also where all your creativity is. Yes. And so if I'm busy thinking about how am I going to get this person because I need the money this month to pay the rent or put food on the table or whatever. And those are valid reasons to want to enroll a client for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but if I'm so focused on that, I'm going to lose sight of that creativity, that love, that ability to access my own wisdom so that when I'm coaching somebody, um, I'm not really going to be able to make an impact because I'm going to be so focused on my own needs. And that feeling, that, that vibe, that sense is going to be transmitted to the prospective client and they're going to feel something is off. They're going to think, you know what, um, this is a little bit, this is a little bit off. Melissa, Melissa needs something from me. And to the degree that I need something from anybody, particularly when I'm talking to somebody about what's going on in their life, that will be a reason for them to move away. Yes. Because we're all like that. If we think somebody's trying to get something from us, I don't care who the person is. We'll just start, oh, you know, I'll think about it. Thanks for your time. No, I'm not looking for anything. No, I've got this together. Because we push away from people who need things from us. Yes. I, when, when you just said this, I imagined myself being, I mean, those days, obviously not, but being in a shop and just... Uh, a, a salesperson comes to me and says, ah, do you know, want to know more about this product? And I would be like, no, I'm fine. I'm just looking. And um, even though sometimes I would like to say, oh yeah, tell me more about it. But for any reason, my, the brain works like, no, no, like for now, I mean, I already changed that, but I remember so much that that was my way to go. 
Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, our, our subconscious mind takes over and we're going to lie. I mean, I could have actually been looking for that product. And somebody says to me, hey, do you want to know more about it? Oh, no, I'm not looking. I'm not looking for anything. I'm just browsing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess we all know that. And I want to mention one more thing. You also said um, before we started the record, um, you said something so important because your book um, is like, When I've read it, I went through all emotions. You know, it's like up and down and up and down. And you're like, okay, now she made it. Now she, and then, oh, she's down. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Because all this, it's not a real downside, right? It's like, it's the redirection. As a friend of mine, it's not never the um, rejection. It's always the redirection. And it's like, okay, this doesn't work, but there's a reason why I had to try it. So I... I, I redirect and I, and you just mentioned that we all have this journey. Like we all as coaches, we all went through those journeys um, or we are just in the middle of a, maybe what we call a downside, but we are not telling. We just kind of, we are like, we, if I'm telling this, I'm not a successful coach. No one will hire me if I'm going to speak about my downside. And you shared yourself in this book so, so vulnerably. This was That's really touching. And maybe you just want to share a bit more about uh, this part, because I think a lot of um, coaches out there uh, get a lot out of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I was saying earlier, you know, um, I remember when I first got on the service path and I started learning from my coach, Steve Chandler, who wrote The Prosperous Coach with Rich Litvin. And I... Um, You know, I, I was very wary of the other coaches around me who were studying with him because he had a school called ACS. And I was very wary of those people because I didn't want them to think that I didn't have it together. So I kept my cards really close to my chest. I wasn't going to reveal that I didn't really care for service because back then all I wanted to do was to uh, find people who wanted coaching Uh, had be paid by them, and then I would help them. That that's how I wanted it to do. I didn't want to give away this free stuff and help people. It's like, no, no. Let me tell you, I'm really good at this. I can help you. Pay me, then we'll work. That was my mindset back then. So I, you know, I'm in this environment where everybody's talking about service and loving other people, and I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like, I don't know what's going on, right? So I. I did not want people to know what I was thinking. I didn't want people to see my mistakes. I didn't want people to think that I didn't have it together. And I soon found out as I continued on the path and some of my clients became coaches who wanted to build prosperous businesses, they were having similar thinking. Now they may have been in love with service, but they still didn't want people to see the ups and downs. They wanted everybody to think that the trajectory was just like this, you know? Yes. I'm just moving ahead and there's no problems. But I soon learned that the mistakes that I made, which is simply code for, I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't create the results I wanted. And then I was judging it as a mistake. But what was really happening was that I was learning. And learning by reading a book is one thing, but rolling up your sleeves and learning by doing, learning by being, learning by um, 
creating and see what happens. That's real learning. So it takes courage to be able to, you know, anything to invite somebody into a coaching conversation, to have somebody tell you no, somebody tell you yes. In the beginning, it was equally scary to be told no and yes, right? (laughs) No meant I didn't have a conversation and yes meant I had a conversation. Now, what do I do? So it was just that process. But the more that I kept going, the the discomfort became more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't so scary. Or if it if if there was something where I really got scared, I had a track record that I knew that I could just move ahead and learn. So I had to become a learner. Oh, I, yeah. I love that. Um, and you. Like there is one, uh, like, I don't want to kind of uh, read all the things from the book. You really, guys, you really have to get it. Um, But one thing about that um, you wrote is that you found out that to master something uh, means that it never ends. (laughs) And then like, what the fuck? And I was like, yes, (laughs) that's it. And I so much felt this and you when I've read this because Um, as I said, like, since I coach, I want to do this from my heart and serve. And yet I'm, I'm feel like I'm a baby, you know, on, on this path of service. And, um, in the same moment, I allow myself to be playful and to say, okay, you know what? I screwed up and it's fine. And I, I just also, um, just a week ago, I realized how important my own uh, process of the year was. Um, actually, before I read the book, now even more. Um, and I told my apprentice from last year, from 220, uh, that I'm going to do an altogether call so I can tell them really transparent my um, my process. Because I was like, they, they need to know, like, mm-hmm. I, things change I have kind of taught them or like how I coach them around and now I want to show them um, why I do things differently now and really want to let them even more close to my own process so your book also really had encouraged me that this is such a good um, idea and decision. Oh that's so wonderful so a couple things I'm seeing in you one is um you're a far better learner than I was. The fact that you can do something and then it doesn't turn out how you want. You're like, okay, all right, so what's next? Like, you're not going to take yourself and the result that you didn't get or the result that you got rather, you're not going to take it so seriously. It's not, it's not going to have more meaning about Am I a good coach? Will I ever make this happen? You know, can I make a business out of this? You're not going to go there. Oh, you're no. going to get back in the game. You're going to get back in the play. So that's one yeah. thing that's really great. And then the other thing is everybody has um, a unique uh, expression of service. So my service is going to look different than yours. It's going to look different than your apprentices. It's going to look different than my coach. And so I, I, want, to, um, I want to use my coach to be a role model and show me some things, but then my interpretation of that is going to look very different. Absolutely. 
So you've got both of those things going on, which is, is really helpful to the people who come into your world and, and want to know more about um, serving clients. So that's great. Really is. Thanks from my heart. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I would love, um, I mean, it sounds like a kind of a, uh, I don't know, maybe a really profound question. Maybe it is, but can you just share from your heart what service means for you or to you today? Just like what's in your mind today? Yeah, yeah. Um, I really am glad you asked that. And I'm so glad I'm not prepared. So this is going to be fun. Um, so let me just start from in the book. Uh, I played the service game with two colleagues of mine. Yes. I I, I'm doing this right now because of you already. Awesome. Thank you. A hundred percent. Sure. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, and that, and that game came about because I tried playing the 90-day money game that was floating out there in the world of prosperous coaches, and it just, it, it, it can work for a lot of people, but for me, it just sent me down the wrong path, and then I became overly obsessed about myself, my lack of money, how to get clients, what I was doing wrong, all this other stuff, so the service game was the path for me. Yes. I, I had to, at that time, define what service meant to me. And what I came up with was that I was going to profoundly love somebody with no attachment to um, getting them as a client. And that, that was it. I was going to profoundly love someone, no attachment to getting them as a client and really helping them with whatever it was that they wanted. That, that was it. So that's, that still is my definition of service. Um, there's, but there's more of a gentleness around it now. There's more of a, I'm more relaxed around that. Um, I also approach people now and I see them as whole, not somehow needing my special expertise to show them the way. I used to have more of a, as my coach would say, um, perspective of coach as God approach, <laughs> which is when, funny, right? When you, when you say uh, your coach, you still mean Steve Chandler? Yes, yes. Because so, like it sounds so much like him. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah. that really woke me up to like, okay, wait a second, you know, like, What, what is my, what, what's my intention in these conversations? So yes, so today it's, it's to profoundly love somebody. It's to help them with whatever they want. Whether we work together or not, it, it is irrelevant in the initial conversations. Um, and I'm going to do what I can to help. And today, um, it's very clear to me that the best way I can help somebody, if I see that there's a fit and they see there's a fit and they're ready to go and to a degree they're coachable, right? Um, that the highest form of service is a paid coaching relationship. Yes. I very much um, operate from that because it's true. It's been my own experience hiring coaches. And I've also watched clients, whether they're coaches or they're people who are in business or somebody wanting their life to be better, 
um, the work we do together is transformative when they invest in their own coaching. So I also know that. I, I love this and um, I, I don't know, but um, I don't know if you can tell, but this is to have this conversation with you. I know that for many of the, like, let's say for 99% of all the people who listen to us, this is going to be life changing because there are so many coaches out there. And I think like it's, all of them are beautiful, but mm -hmm. I also know that this, the world of um, sales market and um, money and all, all this is, there's so much of ego in it. And I don't mean that ego is just a bad thing. That's another topic, but what, what you're sharing right now here and what you're also sharing in your book, I can just tell by each single word you're saying that it still comes so much from your heart, from a place of love. And mm -hmm. um, this is giving, I think, a lot of coaches who listen to us right now such a release. I, I can tell that um, this is a release who is changing the life because you feel, wow, I do have permission not to sail, but to serve and then still have a process around that. As yeah. uh, my own coach just said, um, you know, of, obviously we don't just give and give and give and as you quoted your colleague and then give up, eventually give up. Um, of course, we serve from the place of love or let me let me rephrase it. I am a baby who is trying to learn more about this path of serving. But I do love all of my clients and all the people I, I have conversations with um, and still allow myself to have this process around it and to um, ask them if they want to do it or to, you know, like, obviously, it's so much fun if they are so excited that they say, Hannah, how does this work? Or Melissa, I want to work with you. I, I, I guess you really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, when somebody starts to see the value of the conversations and then going back into their life and taking action from what they saw in those conversations, whatever insight they had, or sometimes not even taking action, just having an insight and then how they're living life starts to change. They see the value of it. And then um, many of those people want to continue to coach. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what sells coaching. It's not, let me tell you about my credentials and I'm, I've been coaching for over 20 years and I have these certifications and, oh, I coach these people and these people and um, here's what people say about me and here's, you know, a picture of me coaching so-and-so. That's all about me. Mm -hmm. and, and I might be impressive, but nobody's going to look at me and think, oh, I'm worthy of being coached by her. You know, nobody's going to look at me and think, oh, she's the one who's really relatable. They're, they're just going to, they're either going to think that, you know, they don't measure up or they're not even going to see there's, there's, 
they're, they're not going to be able to start to engage in their own worlds and think about what's going on for them because this focus is over here on me. So what I discovered in that service game, Hannah, was that the degree to which the focus was on me was the degree to which service was diluted. So if 50% of the focus was on me, then my service just diminished by 50%. Yes, gotcha. So I just had to just keep learning that over and over and over and then realizing that I could be in that place of love and caring and still know that if somebody wanted to continue to work together, we needed to do that in a paid professional way. Not as buddies, not as friends, not as I've got your back, none of that. Yes, 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 and yes. It's like... Um, I you know, um, I, I I have the Brosphorus Coach book behind me too, and I love that as well. But the, no, there's no but. Just when I've read your book and the service game, I um, I immediately like for I just my my colleague, a really awesome coach as well. She will listen to this episode for sure. Um, she was calling me, and we were talking about how we can um, enhance the connection we have and use it also to really uh, increase being the coaches we want to be and we both want to be um, we want to do what we can do because we are on this planet it sounds very weird but it's like we have so much to give and in the same way we have so much to receive and we don't want to just sit there and think about it we want to go out and experience and so I just said wait uh, I've, I've just read this book and there's this service game let's do this and um, it's awesome and we um, catch up five minutes each each morning like 10 minutes five each and talk about um, like what we have done the day before and what's the goal for this day and of course um, it's all about serving as it's the service game but I can tell that this already uh, changed a lot and I'm so much I'm uh, doer by nature so yeah. I I often do things like I have often I get often redirected because I'm a doer um, and she's kind of the opposite and now we collaborate and it's perfect because sometimes she says Hannah stop and I'm like okay now you go and this is so awesome that's so great well I'm more like your your friend like I would sit back and I'd want to think a lot about it because the doing was just frightful I like, uh, I don't want to do that. So that's what's fun when you create a service game. Like we had a triad, yes. um, you know, me, Dave and Gary, we had this triad, but what was great was we stayed connected just like you and your friend, right? And we'd talk to each other and we'd help each other. And what I loved about that game was because I still wasn't sure at the time of the game that service was all it was cracked up to be. I, I wasn't sure if it could really deliver. I didn't, I didn't know, but I knew I needed to find out. Yes. Like I, I was at that stage where it's like, it's either find out or go get another job. Like, let's just move through this. Well, yeah. So what was great about those guys was that um, I, I started to be in service to them. Um, like you're doing with your friend and, but, but, but I learned that in the, in the first service game, which was, oh, you know, it matters to me, their success. I want them to be able to um, learn and help other people and grow their businesses. 
So that was really exciting for me to see that because I simply had it. And, and the game was so valuable for all three of us that we, I didn't put that in the book, but we ended up playing the 90 day service game for the, for the next two and a half years after that. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So, and we came back and we talked to our colleagues at Steve's advanced client systems school, which is actually now online. I don't know if you know that. So it's, it's great. He's got tons of coaches in there and great material, but, um, we talked to our colleagues and told them about it. And a lot, a lot of people said, Oh, I want to play the game. I want to do it. And um, some of them had success. Others of them did not. And we thought the game was the thing that was going to create the success. Mm. And what we learned was, no, it was the people who were committed to the game. Who were they being? Awesome. How all in were they to the game? Would they show up not just for themselves, but their colleagues? Yes. Like that's what it was. So it was how we played it, the energy and the, the, the commitment and the willingness, the willingness to just go do whatever needed to be done and fall down and get up. That was the other cool thing too, Hannah, was that um, because I had two people relying on me to play this game, when I fell down or I got low or I screwed something up or I was like, why did I say that? Or why didn't I do this? I realized I needed to get up and get over myself as quickly as I could. Because these two men were, were depending upon me to play this game full out. So I got over myself faster and faster and faster. And um, it was really great. I mean, I learned so much. And so you doing this with your colleague, it's fantastic. You, you the two of you are going to grow exponentially. I, 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 well, I have to say, like, um, we are already like such a match, but we kind of uh, never figured out how we can make the best out of it. And then suddenly this just came into my world. And it was like, she she usually don't just call me, but she just called me and I just read this. And so that was like really like just a sign to um, that we should do this. And it has already, um, we both had to cry when we had the call where we have, uh, where we spoke about how we want to set it up. And like two, three times we started to cry because we were so touched by the motivation of why we want to do this. And uh, we both just felt, as I said, like a baby. Okay, let's let's do, let's learn to walk. Let's learn how to um, love without an attachment and still be a professional coach. Because on that side, we kind of already know how it works. But the other side, like to really come from this pure place, it kind of got a little bit lost over the years. And with like all the things I thought I now need to do because now I'm not anymore like a small one because people said you know like she's doing and people called me a master and all these things I was like okay now I have to and now I have to be this person uh, yeah and my own coach he he is uh, such a great and uh, motivation for me and of course I mean it's the reason why I have him as my coach 
when he's not sure if he wants to work with someone, he is going to be more of himself, which means to be that he's going a little bit crazy, just making his own jokes and just showing more of himself. Um, and I think that's great because it actually is the, it's kind of the um, solution, sometimes not the perfect word, but um, to not try to be anyone, but really your true self and serve with each facet. And it was always so important for me that my clients know me, not just as a coach, but you know, I'm a mom, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I was a cheater. Like I have so many different facets. And if it serves my client, they're gonna know. They maybe know when I have my period, they maybe know how my sexual life is, but when it serves them, and so I thought I can earlier back then I thought I can't tell my clients those things because then it's about me. But the, the truth is it's the opposite. I hold it back because it was about me, everything, you know, like I was trying to make impact. I was trying to look good and being in the right light. And since I left all this on site, when I see, oh, wow, okay, she, you know, like, and then this story of my life would right now serve her to know that like let let it be for the trustworthy atmosphere or just they know who I am or the I call it professional nearness that then I tell this story and this is so beautiful and this has so much empowered also my I have a client she's working since almost two and a half years with me and she's always like wow Hannah you like now I know you even more and Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the term professional nearness because um, I, I, I've got a few colleagues who were therapists and they wanted to make the move from being a therapist to being a coach. Mm -hmm. And then of course there's all these rules and professionalism and thing, do's and don'ts about being a therapist. And one of the things is you don't share about you. You're not, not doing that. Um, that's actually relaxing more because you'll see more and more therapists who are coaching, mm -hmm. they're doing coaching because of the impact that it has. Yes. Instead of going back over and over the same things. And sometimes that's useful, but they're, they're much more relatable. They're humans. And um, that helps. That helps a... a a patient or a client to know, well, wait a second, you, you have a relationship that doesn't work or you get upset or you um, have self-judgment, really? Well, yeah, you know, this is, this is about being human. So I like professional nearness if it serves the other person because this isn't a therapy session for me. It's about, will this help the person? And if it does, I want to share it with them. Yes. Yeah, but that's great. And this is, it gives also so much freedom into this whole um, profession. Like I don't just have to be the coach. I can be the coach, Hannah. So they know who I am. They maybe know where I traveled, the, you know, just stuff I, I kind of really hold back back then um, and I also think that um, and I, I'm really curious what you think about that 
that you don't like is there's a lot about this topic of niching down and i've just made a video for my clients to really see my point of view because uh, i i do think that if you are a hundred person yourself and it's okay if you're a little different with your friends and your clients but i mean like really just true yourself then you are your niche you don't mm -hmm. have to think about your niche because um, not everyone wants to have this, you know, like really, I'm like this in my, in my coachings, like I'm really excited about the things my coaches tell me. So, and not everyone wants to have this, right? Some people, they maybe want someone who's more calm and, you know, so I think when you're a hundred percent yourself, then you are your niche and you can so much relax and, um, kind of just have those conversations and figure out if that's what is fun for you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the, the niche just finds you, yeah. right? It finds you because really um, we're, we're all helping some former version of ourselves. That's what we're doing. Yes. You know, so if you see somebody who was a, a, an executive um, in an organization, they were part of the leadership and then they want to be a coach, you'll often see that person want to coach leaders. They're going to coach who they used to be because they know there's another way. They know there's um, freedom and aliveness and creativity. There's another way than, um, you know, operating from a me against them. They, they see this. So the same with people, you know, who coach business owners, you know, maybe they had a business and they want to go help somebody find a better way to do it. So I, I agree. And over the years, my niche has changed. Yeah. And what I really appreciated was being told, just go coach another person and then coach another person and invite another person into a conversation and just start helping people. They're all human. You don't need to be afraid of them. I used to be afraid of people in corporate because I never was in corporate. Yes. And now I think it's funny, but I really had stories around that. Like, oh, I can't coach those people. Um, that's not true. I can coach anybody. But, 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 I, but I really want to pay attention to who would I love to coach? That's like uh, one phrase in your book. Um, where are you afraid to go? Okay, let's go there. Yes. I love yeah. that. Um, I just had a question on my time. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so as a lot of uh, future coaches and coaches are listening to us, um, I, I guess they are also really curious about you just said uh, it's so helpful to have a conversation and another and just invite people to have this. And earlier we spoke about that this also sometimes feels kind of weird. And do you have anything to share to empower those amazing, beautiful people? So it's a bit more easy. And of course, I just cannot stress it enough. Read the book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So um, you're asking about somebody who's um, new to the service path and they understand through the prosperous coach, this idea of connect, invite, create, right? As I say, coach, and then propose. They understand this 
process, if you will, right? Yeah. And so now they're saying to themselves, oh, how do I invite somebody into a conversation? Or who do I invite into the conversation? Is that right? Yeah. You're asking? Um, and I want everybody who's listening to that, who's has those questions on their mind, it's totally normal. It's totally, totally normal. And you might answer the question, who do I invite into a conversation? And then you might figure out the how by simply saying, hey, would you like to talk about, you know, um, the particular problem that's been on your mind? Would you like to do that? Because I help people with those kinds of things. And we can just have a professional conversation. So, so the, the, who do you invite? I guess I want to start there. Who do I invite? And then how, is that cool? If I yeah, that, that's awesome. So most, most coaches will be told, well, who you invite are, is your ideal client. Figure out your niche, find out who those people are. And if that's where you're at and that's been working for you, keep doing it. If you're spending hours and hours and hours trying to figure out your niche or trying to figure out your avatar, you don't really have to do that. You can, it's an interesting exercise, but while you're doing that, you could just say to yourself, who is in my inner circle? Who are the people that I know? So when I say inner circle, I'm talking about um, your family. I'm not saying go coach your family, but your family's your inner circle, your friends, the people that your family knows, the, the people that your friends know, your, co your past colleagues, maybe your current colleagues, maybe you know um, a college roommate from back in the day, whatever. So your inner circle are the people around you. Maybe you're part of a, um, a community organization. Your neighbors, these are all people who are in your inner circle. So when I first heard about inner circle, my first thought was, I don't want to coach people I know. That's too scary. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself out there with those people. Um, so I would look, you know, I'd scan the horizon for people yeah. I did not know. So now that that is is really can be really challenging. It doesn't mean don't do it, but there's a trust factor you already have. There's a relationship that's already been developed around the people that you know. And so you can sit down and just say, who would I like to offer a conversation to? And make a little list and then invite people one at a time. Like sometimes people will make a big long list of 20 people and they become overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, make your list of 20 and then find the first person that you're going to slow down and invite into a conversation. And how do you do that? You can send them an email. You can send them a text. You can, um, how, however you communicate. You know, maybe you see them out and about and you're just talking to them. But what you want to do is you want to invite them to work on something in their life, you no? Know? So 
I might listen to my neighbor and he's in the process of transitioning careers and I'm listening. And later I might say to him, you know, I heard you talking about that. If it would help at all, um, I work with people on career transition. If you want to have a conversation, let's do that. Awesome. You know, so you don't have to struggle with that. But if I say to him, hey, you know, come on in. I'm a coach. I coach people who have career transitions. We can talk about my coaching. You probably do want coaching. Nobody buys coaching. Yes. They want somebody to help them with a current thing going on. So that's what I would say. And I hope that helps people. I hope so too. And um, I just want to give two cents about the friend coaching thing. Because um, to me, it was, it happened. I don't know why the universe wants me to do this. Like, but when I showed up and I said, you know, I give, I started with giving a hundred free session. That was my start when I uh, decided being self-employed because I knew I want to do this like, like a rocket, right? So that's what I want to do. So I do it. And of obviously friends, or I don't know if obviously, but a lot of friends showed up and they said, I want this, I want this. And then we had this really cool coaching conversation. And in the end, they said, Hala, I want to work with you. And I was like, what the fuck? I really was like, shit, what am I doing? And I just said, okay, you know, I, I, I like, I, I figure out how I was kind of speechless, like I'm now. And I went to my coach and I was like, look, so I screwed up. Now my friend want to work with me. What am I doing? Like to whom, to, to, to whom can I refer him or her? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, Hannah, why do you don't want to help your friends? And I was like, okay, that's a hard perspective. Like that was in your face. And so uh, now it's already a couple of years since that situation. And still uh, after New Year, another friend, like I'm still working uh, with a friend one at a time because they pop up and ask me. And I said, okay, now it's over. And another one just showed up and I was like, Hannah, I want to work. So I just want to say, that even when you when you coach your friends, just make sure you create a professional realm. I yeah. do. Uh, I'm used to have like a separate uh, WhatsApp or Telegram chat for the coaching stuff, and I make sure how confidential it is, so they know that I'm not going to talk about this with my husband or my little one or whatever. So, but it can really work, and I just want to yeah. empower people. Uh, they have the same situation like me. Like friends really want to do this. Um, it's a gift if you want to do this. And if not, it's so fine. Like you can just refer them to anyone else. Exactly. Exactly. I, I was just, I, I really like that you just started coaching people and because you didn't have any attachment to it, they're just, they just said, okay, wait, I want to do this. If you had approached them with, gosh, I hope I get this person as a client, they're going to sense it. They're going to pull back a little bit they're really not going to feel like you're there for them. You're in it for you. And when you're in it for you, people, we all do it. Just like you said earlier, you know, you go into a store. No, we're not going to talk about it. So, and you're, you're right. I mean, this idea that you should coach friends, friends, you should not coach friends. 
it's entirely up to you. So when I first started, I was not ready to coach friends. There was no way, no way. Um, but as I went along and I never developed a hard and fast rule against coaching friends, but who I was being as a coach, my own inner strength, my own knowing the difference I could make, my own development. Was I living what I was coaching? You know, those are exceptional coaches. So at some point, I was ready to coach a friend. And um, it was, it was wonderful. And I, like you, I made it very clear. I've got a friend hat, but when you and I come to this space, I've taken that off and I'm your coach. Yes. And so if you're ready to do that, I'm ready to do that. Cause you know what I, I really realized, which was so cool. Why not me coaching this person who loves her more than me? I love that. I do. I do. Um, so much so we're going to be very clear on your coach in these conversations. So much so I'm going to ask you if I can ask a question or point something out that might help you. That is a friend. I probably won't even go there. Yes. Right. So how beautiful is that? I, I just want to share this because it's so fun. I have a dear friend I've now coached for three years. She's like a, she's like a best friend. She is a best friend. And she pays me what other people pay me on a yearly basis to coach. Like Thank that's you. just the deal, right? So it was so cool. Um, she's an amazing individual too. I love her. I respect her. She's over the years become more and more coachable, which is a delight. Um, and as coaches, one of the ways to serve our clients is to help them become more coachable, right? We could talk about that at some point, but so it was really great. I sat down and I, we talked and we talked and, and I said, here's what I'm proposing, what I recommend. And it's a year. And I loved her response. She looked at me and she goes, I'm that bad off. I love her. And I'm like, if you're that bad off, I've been coached for 10 years. I must be a hot mess over here. So she's incredible. And the things that have changed in her world because of how she's showing up, it's been, it's remarkable. I love, remarkable. I love how you make it um, about her. It's really, it really touched me. It's, I can feel your relationship. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, she's, she's done the work. My hat's off to her because it's not always easy. So um, yeah, I love that you got to that place sooner than I did. And you don't have to get there. But to me, it's been um, so transformative for me. Oh, it's, it's great. That's the other cool thing about this profession. You almost, you feel like you should pay the people you coach. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, you're saying something so true because um, honestly, I am so inspired. Like I have one week off uh, per month, right? It's my magic week. I just um, 
be with my family and I, but it's like a hard week too because I'm like I want to I want to see my clients I want to coach like it's such an inspiring space and I do tell them I I'm like I can even when I have like a rough morning for whatever reason like I have a little one right so a rough night is a part of the game yes uh, and uh, um and then I go into this coaching with this amazing really beautiful mostly women but also men and I'm like afterwards I come out and I and my husband's all almost like what what's going on because I'm like okay what can you know what next what do we do <laughs> so um yeah I maybe sh I should pay them <laughs> it's true that it's so that's so great because see um service serving somebody else serves me because when I'm really serving somebody, I'm not paying attention to myself and my thinking and getting caught in it and getting scared about my future or, you know, getting caught in self-judgment or any of this stuff. The focus is 100% off of me and on the other person. How cathartic is that? How beautiful is that? And, and so serving somebody else only fills me up. Yes. So, oh you know, um, that's the way to go and, and trying to get clients and trying to impress people and trying to fill a funnel and trying to, um, you know, appear like I have my shit together and all this other stuff is an energy drain. Yes, it is. And it's all about me and, um, how I'm coming off and, all of that. And I want to say that's for me, that was part of what I had to move through to understand service. So without all of that confusion and misery and suffering and struggle, I wouldn't have really understood the beauty of service. I would have, I would have missed uh, what it did for my life. Wow. I would have. Because I, I, I wouldn't have understood it to the depth that I do. Wow. So if you're in the place that I described of what do people think about me and all this, hang in there with yourself. Your coach will hang in there with you um, and keep one foot in front of the next. Yes. Yeah. Melissa, I, it was not just a pleasure. It's just, wow. Wow. I have no words for this. And I, I don't know how you feel, but I would love to in like on another time, have a second podcast with you when I have learned more about service. So um, I, I would love to get my experience together and get back to you and share this with the world again, because uh, I want to also respect your time because I could do this for hours with you. Um, you are a master of service and still I can only be my own master of service and just look at how I can do this for my own and by my own in my own way and this is what I also want to tell all of our beautiful beautiful coaches out there because um, if you're excited like I'm it's so easy to fall into I need to do it like her and that's not the game like yeah no it isn't it isn't and you know um, I was like that with my coach. It's like, well, how can I be him? And 
that was okay because if you think about small children, how they learn is they mimic people. Mm -hmm. So I was like a, I was like a small kid mimicking my coach, which was fine until one day I realized, oh, I've got to get my little wings and fly out of the nest. Like I've got to be this expression over here. And his expression um, was fantastic for me. And it's, it's influenced me tremendously, but I have to be this expression. So, so um, that's just the, that, that's just the progress of, of learning. That's just how it goes. But anyway, I would love to come back and I really appreciate your enthusiasm and reaching out to me and um, just the heart that you put into this. So thank you. Thanks. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Melissa. And I hope in the second uh, podcast, we can also talk all around uh, the relationship because just saying the your path and journey of mastering service, and as we said, it never ends. It not only has enhanced your um, your business life and made you prosperous in any kind, it also has enhanced your relationship with your husband and with your children and all of that. And I think that's going to be so, so, so exciting too. But now we have, like, we are going to the end. And just again, I'm so grateful. Um, and I also just found out how grateful I'm for my very first coach, Sarah Antwerpes, which uh, really, she saw me and she she made it happen that I really use my doer, which I always was, to what I can do like so easy and, and with such a choice. So uh, lots of gratitude to her and to you and your husband, your children, your mother who has brought you into this beautiful life. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm really looking forward for the second one. Good, me too. Thanks we so much. We say goodbye to the audience and do you have anything uh, last to say to this beautiful, amazing listeners? Stay on the path. Just stay on this path of yours and don't give up. Just keep going. Awesome.